you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. determined that there's not a lady that spent four days at the hospital dealing with chemo and cancer that's going to out-worship me tonight, so I'm worn out before I ever start, but I'm determined that you're not going to out-worship me tonight. Thank you for challenging me. i got to lose weight in Jesus' name. Woo! Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise, if you would, in this house tonight. If you're a guest here tonight, you should have received something that looks like this. If you'll fill that out and go to the black banner right at the conclusion of service, they have a gift for you, and we want to give you that gift. One more time, would you let all of our guests know how thankful we are that they're in the house tonight? Amen. You're at the right place on a Sunday evening. Ezekiel chapter 37, lengthily reading verses 1 through 10 of Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above there was no breath in them Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. 
prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. By the help of the Lord tonight, I am going to preach from a title, Prophesy to the Wind. Prophesy to the Wind. Lord, help us tonight to speak to this assembly what you put in my spirit. God, where my abilities run slim tonight, I pray that your power takes over and speaks to hearts and accomplishes the purpose for which you're sending your word. And I thank you for it and believe that you're going to do it. You're going to get all the glory anyway. We honor you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. You can be seated. By the way, before I start preaching tonight, I want to thank Brother Brandon Newcomer. Where did he go to? There he is. I heard, I was unable to be in Lebanon today, but I heard that you preached one of the best messages that's been preached in Lebanon church today, and I want to thank you for that. For those of you that take naps on Sunday, sometimes you miss some great preaching. Amen. Prophesy to the wind. The story from Ezekiel's day is the story of Israel. As a nation, they had been laid ruin. What once was a great people had now been destroyed with no hope of resurrection. Israel had died, so had the faith of the people. And it seemed that the prophet Ezekiel also knew an awful lot about death. And as the Lord carried him away in this vision his story is revealed as his vision gives witness to the fact that he understood the process of death and decay. And he also understood the process of revival and the coming back and bringing back to life. It's a very familiar story for all of us when we start talking about the story of the dry bones. Whether you know it or not, most all of us grew up, even the non-religious grew up singing about Ezekiel's vision, maybe even in school before you heard about it in a Sunday school class or, uh, or at church. Ezekiel's vision actually became an educational tool that was used for many, many years, even through my generation when we actually had music in school and we would sing in our classrooms. I remember singing a little song about the story and they were teaching human anatomy by singing the story, and most of you will remember the story, the foot bones connected to the ankle bone and the ankle bones connected to the leg bone and the leg bones connected to the knee bone. Oh, hear ye the word of the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Ooh, eight of you. I'm overshooting this crowd tonight. We should have had kids' church. Next kids' church, we're singing the ankle bone is connected to the knee bone. we got to teach it. If they don't know it, we have to teach it. We have a problem. 
Here I bragged on you for preaching good today and the basic essentials of human anatomy in Christian music has been lost somewhere along the way. This vision that God gave Ezekiel had the valley of dry bones and it dates to the, the period of Israel's history known as the Babylonian exile. The strong armies of Babylon had invaded Jerusalem and its temple and deported many of the Judean leaders and others to Babylon. Young Ezekiel was one of those deported and for those deportees forced to live in exile. The future seemed like a black hole to which people were destined to disappear and never be heard from again. A century and a half earlier, many citizens of Judah's sister country, Israel, had been similarly deported and had lost their identity and had uh, faded into the shadows of history. The, the so-called lost tribes of Israel yet are spoken of. Ezekiel knew the history and all the tribes of Israel. Ezekiel knew the history and the pictures and the images that uh, describe things so perfectly in his mind. He, he knew something of the time in history when the prominent images of, of uh, the day were of isolation and of death. And, uh, but, but, Israel's, uh, but Ezekiel's vision uh, that represented is Israel and the people of God are now revealed in a valley of dry bones. It was not simply another historical moment, but rather it was an image that God put in his mind, a picture of a great spiritual awakening had entered into his mind. If I fail to accomplish much with words tonight, I hope to accomplish by creating a word picture so that you can see and get what I feel that God has downloaded into my spirit to speak to this congregation on this Sunday night of us coming back together and this Sunday night of us worshiping in spirit and in truth spiritually and theologically uh, the prophet's vision served as both a uh, lament and a prophetical message of the deliverance of God's people first the Bible shows us a story that the people lamented. They cried out, our, our bones are dried up and, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely, they exclaimed. Like Ezekiel's people, we too know something about those days of lamenting, pouring out the pain and the fear and the anxiety in song and in prayer. I, I hear the daily laments of God's people. Will, will we ever once again be back to normal? Will normal be a new normal? Will it be something different? Will the church ever be what it was before? Will my family and my job ever function as before? Will America and the world socially ever be able to come back together like we have before? I've, I hear the laments and they are all over social media. How, how long will we have to hide in our homes from this invisible enemy? Where will 
will it strike next and whom will be smitten and, and what of it our, our souls are weary from the strains of life alternating with all of the fears of the unknown and the what ifs from fear filled hearts and anxious minds we, we plead with God uh, to have compassion and grace and mercy upon all of us on, on all who are unable to earn income during these difficult times because their jobs have been suspended or cut back or laid off. Lord, have mercy upon all of those. On those who have dealt with sickness and had the virus, more than 125 that I know of of our assembly that have dealt with this terrible virus that has ran rampant through society. I am so thankful for the, the recent reports of the state of Indiana where that we see in the reading that uh, coronavirus has reduced in number by 90%. It hit the, the, the very height of daily numbers on December 21st through December 23rd. And now uh, here in the first part of March we are down 90% from those dates and we're believing that we're going to see a complete recovery of that. Somebody say amen. So we're learning in this time more deeply maybe uh, than ever before how to lament. There is something crying out in our souls. We, we sing songs of he did it, but the expression and the worship is not saying that we believe that it has already been done. We want proof that it's been done and then we say we will worship. We want to see it and then we will believe it. I submit to you tonight if the church of the living God will begin to live like it's already done. If we'll begin to praise him like it's already done. If we'll begin to worship him like it's already done and declare along with this choir and music team tonight, he did it, meaning he already paid the price for it. The stripes were already paid on his back. The chastisement of our peace was already upon him by his stripes we are already healed he's already done it if we'll begin to praise him like it's already done thank him like it's already done live by faith like it's already done maybe we'll see it come to pass so the question comes in the midst of this death and lamenting that Ezekiel writes about can these bones live? That's the question that he, he submitted in Ezekiel's vision. God asked him, can these dried up lifeless bones live again? Ezekiel wasn't too quick to answer, but he passed the baton back to God when the Lord said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel was very wise. He turned around and said, Lord, you know. I'm not going to answer that, but God, I'm going to put the baton back in you to answer. And then God said to Ezekiel, I, I hear what you are saying. And so he declares to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So the prophet did what, was, what God had asked him 
to do and Ezekiel prophesied to the bones. Now, I, I know though there are some in this room tonight that uh, have given up hope on things that they have once believed God for and hopes and dreams that they once had, ministry ideas and things you wanted to do, but all of a sudden we were taken into captivity and we were held captive and you were wondering, will it ever come to pass that there is a resurrection? Will we ever be able to come back together like we once did. I believe that even tonight in this house, this church is making a statement not to the community but to the devil and to the atmosphere and to every weapon that is formed against us. Look at us in this house tonight. We refuse to sit down by the river Chapar and hang up our harps and allow the enemy to tell us that we will not gather and worship God in spirit and in truth on a Sunday night I come to declare to the enemy we're back, we are here, we declare victory we declare overcoming power we declare revival in our homes and families and in our land I would to God tonight that somebody would rise up in this house and begin to prophesy to some dry bones and declare, I know it's dry and dusty and doesn't look like it's possible, but I will prophesy to the dry bones, you will live again. You will get back up. There will be sinew and life and breath back in you again. So when the prophet so when the prophet did what God asked in his vision unimaginable things began to happen Now I understand There's some of us that we should have just grown up in Missouri because Missouri is the show me state And so we should just claim Missouri as evidence because it's kind of like I, I, I was out in a state somewhere on the far, far west and very near the Pacific Ocean, in the very northwest corner of the United States. And I met with a group of about 40 or 50 people that night. And I was talking to them about some of the miracles that God had done in our church. And some of the great things that we have seen God do. And it was a tough crowd. Anybody know what I'm talking about, tough crowd? Sister Ashley, you did great tonight. Tough crowd. I should have at least got three giggles. Tough crowd. Going to make me work for it tonight. It's all right. I've been there before. And so I was talking about the miracles in this meeting. And I was telling them, man, I've seen God do this. And we've seen God do that. And I believe God's going to do it here. And we're going to pray. And we're going to go. We're going to begin to pray. And we're going to begin to fast. We're going to begin to seek God. And and I was giving them everything I had, trying to build faith in them and get them to, 
to, to get fired up and my wife was in a meeting with a group and she's telling them the same thing I'm telling them and she's telling them it comes through prayer and she's building that prayer team up. Sister Cheryl's in another room and she's telling them the same thing. God's going to do it. It's going to happen. And I reached the conclusion of what I'm saying back there and I saw a hand like this going up and I thought, good, this is going to be perfect. This lady is getting what I'm saying and she's wanting to testify of something that God has already done just since I've been here tonight. And I looked back there and I just stopped in fashion that I normally wouldn't do because I'd normally ignore that. And so I looked back and I said, you have a question or do you have a testimony? And she rose and she looked at me and she said, Preacher, just because you beat your drum doesn't mean we're going to dance. And just like that, the air went out of the room. Everything that I had testified about and all the faith that I had built in the house just disappeared. In other words, show me and prove to me what you're able to do. Can you imagine? Ezekiel couldn't have been a man that said, God, you show me first. You, you raise them up first and then I'll be glad to prophesy. Because I don't want to be a false prophet. you got to get this straight and understand what the word of the Lord is telling the man of God to do. He says prophesy to the bones. He said prophesy to them and tell them God is going to raise you up. God is going to bring deliverance. God, let me tell you something. You can prophesy anything that this word declares because this word is yea and amen. This word will not fail. This word will always be true. I can stand in this pulpit, open this this word and prophesy to you it's not his will for anybody to perish but for all to come to repentance because I've got the word of God that is supporting the prophecy that I am speaking and so when the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel and said tell that valley of dry bones that I'm going to raise them up that I'm going to put sinew back together and muscles back on them and skin on them and breath in them Ezekiel knew nothing better he said so I said unto them so when Ezekiel did what God told him to do the Bible said there was a mighty noise unimaginable things began to happen the Bible said there was a shaking and there was a noise that came with the dry bones that came back together Oh my goodness, I'm feeling my Sunday night preach coming on. Those of you that are afraid of a little noise need to go ahead and understand you've been in a graveyard too long. Because when God begins to work, there is always going to be a shaking and there's always going to be a sound. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost, he didn't do it silently. There was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled all the house. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost, there was a sound from heaven that came out of your mouth as you began to speak with other tongues. So there was a sound as the dry bones came together, bone to bone and sinew to sinew. But there was still no life. 
They got all this thing back together. <laughs> I should have preached this this morning. Because there's some that believe that you can be saved without the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to tell you that there is no other way of salvation. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Except a man be born again, he's not going to see the kingdom of heaven. There is no other way. You're not going to climb up, find a back door, believe it enough, you're going to have to repent of your sins, be baptized in the only saving name, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They got the flesh back together, but there's no life. Let me talk to somebody tonight and tell you, you can ask God for deliverance from some of the things in your life. The Lord can break addictions in your life. He can put your marriage back together. He can fix your family, fix your finances, fix your home, and fix everything else. But there is no life until the breath of God is breathed in you and you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The dry bones can come back together, but you need the breath of God. You need the, you need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hey, I'm telling somebody tonight, if you're in this room and you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you, God's doing great things. You are the sinew that has come upon the flesh. You are the bone that's been put back together but you have no life because there's no breath in you so in Ezekiel's vision there's no life in the bones but then Ezekiel hears the word of the Lord again and then he said unto me prophesy unto the wind that almost seems strange prophesy to the wind, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied. As he commanded me to do, and the breath came into them. I hope you're getting this application the prophecy to the wind came before the breath came into them. When you talk to somebody and they say, well, I don't know if my husband's going to ever be saved. I don't know if my kids are going to ever be saved. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I used to try to believe it. You're not speaking a word of faith. If you'll begin to speak to the wind and prophesy, my kids are going to be saved. My spouse is coming home. My family's going to be saved. That ministry's going to be started. I'm... There's some folks in this house need to begin to prophesy to the wind and declare it's going to come to pass. I heard about your message today. We get what we preach. Some of us need to start prophesying and praying and declaring in our prayer, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. I'm living like it's already done. My husband's coming home. My wife is coming home. My children's coming home. My marriage is going to be better. Prophesy to the north wind. Give up my family. And prophesy to the south wind. Our sons and our daughters are going to be saved. Prophesy of healing. 
what if I'm wrong, Pastor? You're not wrong. By his stripes. I'm, I'm afraid if I prophesy of healing that it's not going to come to pass. Stay in the word of God, but speak it by faith and speak the word of God over them and declare he's paid a price for healing. The Holy Ghost belongs to you. When you repent and are baptized, I prophesy the Holy Ghost belongs to you. So the breath of God began to enter into the dry bones after he prophesied. So that's the image that we long for, the, the image of hope. Life raising up out of dry, lifeless bones. It's the, it's the image of the prophetic message of revival that comes from the valley of dry bones. You've heard all of that. It's been preached hundreds and thousands of times. I'm preaching nothing that is new, but I, I want to give you something in this that I learned just today. In the original Hebrew language, when the scripture spoke of the breath of God, the word is ruah, R-U-A-H. You pronounce it however you want. I'm calling it Ruah. Or you can pronounce it click, 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 click if you want. Ruah. Or in the Greek, Some of you need to get a life. My Lord, have mercy. Somebody smile at your neighbor. The word play here is the Hebrew word ruah, the ruah of God. Prophesy to the ruah. Huh. Prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the ruah. The meaning of that word is very simple. The breath of When we read it, it says, prophesy unto the wind. But what it really says, see, we lose so much in the English language. What it really says is, prophesy unto the breath of God. Prophesy to the wind of God. In the Gospels, the question was raised, who has seen the wind? Do you know where it comes and whence it goes? You hear the sound thereof and have no clue about this wind. All through the scriptures we read about the wind of God. Genesis chapter 8, after the flood we're told that God remembered Noah and made a wind to pass over the floodwaters and it, and it subsided. Same word, the ruah, it was the breath of God that blew over the earth. It starts making a more beautiful image in Scripture where it wasn't just, oh, well, the wind blew a little bit. It was the breath of God. 
In Exodus chapter 14, we read that a mighty wind opened up a path through the Red Sea. Same word. And if you read it in its original, a mighty breath of God blew the Red Sea and it parted for the Israelites to walk through on dry ground. And then the breath of God changed and blew back the other way and destroyed the enemy. It wasn't a happenstance of something that just happened in the atmosphere. It was the breath of God. So in Ezekiel 37, we have a picture of the valley of dry bones. And the prophet Ezekiel is told to prophesy first prophesy to the dry bones the first thing he said do prophesy to the flesh the second thing he said do prophesy to the ruach to the breath of God prophesy to the wind. And when he prophesied to the breath of God, it moved upon the bones that had already been prophesied over. When the Spirit of God began to move, the breath of God and the Spirit of God are synonymous in Scripture. When the Spirit of God began to move upon them, they began to breathe. But before they had ever taken their first breath, there was already a prophecy to the flesh telling them, get your house in order. Get your bones back together. Send you get back where they need to be. I declare some of you to go out of this house tonight and begin to prophesy to everyone every backslider, to every home, to every neighbor and start telling them you better get ready. Jesus is coming. You better get your house in order. Jesus is coming. Well, I'm not seeing much, Pastor. You keep prophesying to the dry bones. You keep talking to the dry bones because before we leave here tonight, we're going to prophesy to the breath of God and declare the breath of God is going to move upon them and there shall be a sound from heaven as of a rushing rise win and it shall fill them so all throughout the Bible the wind is often used as a symbol of the Holy Ghost the supernatural power that sweeps across the ages transforming human lives on the day of Pentecost the Holy Ghost came upon them with the sound as of a rushing mighty wind, the Ruah of God, the breath of God. We could have never known. Perhaps some of you had no clue that tonight was a very special celebration night for CLC. You could have never known that without looking back or getting a Facebook post that reminded you or looking back in your calendar. Perhaps we would have never known that on this exact Sunday night last year, we were in church together. And on that Sunday night, 
we could have never known that it was going to be the last Sunday night that we were going to come together. One year ago tonight, the last Sunday night that we came together, before the government and the health department highly recommended that we close and we stopped having live services for seven weeks to try to abide by the regulations that had been put upon us. For one year, one year ago tonight, we have had conference services, children's services, youth services, but tonight we needed to have a celebration service because it was the last, this is one year, this is the one year anniversary of before this pandemic mess began. And tonight we have come back together to give the devil a black eye and to declare to the devil, I am prophesying to the dry bones and I am prophesying to the wind. Give me just a few more minutes. I won't be much longer. For one year, there have been those that have not re-entered these doors for one solid year. I have spoken to pastors around the country who even have more severe issues than we have had here locally where about 85% has returned, but some haven't. Around the country, hundreds or even thousands of churches are literally on their last leg. Thank God for the faithful people of this church. Churches are filing bankruptcy. They're losing their buildings. Churches in California that have not been able to meet. Bishop Art Hodges that has been to courtrooms after courtroom fighting. Thank God for men like Brother Hodges that's been in the front and center of the apostolic movement. Declaring that the churches in California are essential. Thank God for saints that have said, I'm going to keep sending in my tithe and even if we go seven weeks without church, I'm going to still keep sending in an offering. I'm going to still be faithful. As soon as the doors are open, you made your way. Thank God for people who said the church is more important than anything else. Thank God for people that have refused to become another number in a valley of dry bones. Many denominational churches today, just read a big article. Many denominational churches around the globe are facing closure. Buildings are selling for pennies on the dollar. And some of them are even facing demolition as they are replacing the church building in the community 
with another high-rise or an apartment complex. Everywhere we look, we are seeing valleys of dry bones. Where will these displaced individuals who are leaving the ecumenical world without a place to worship because their doors are closing, without a place to turn to, where will they turn? Where will they go for hope in these dying times? Many mainstream denominations are predicting their own organizational demise within the next decade if there is not a total turnaround. They may cease to exist in the next 10 years. There seems to be a spiritual dryness and a lack of hope, almost a sense of being abandoned, churches closed, people unable to come together. Where will they turn to? Where will these dry bones look to? I will tell you what this church must do in these last days. It's time that this church, I can't speak for all the rest of the churches in the world. I can't speak for other churches even in this region. But I can speak for this church. It's time that this church starts seeing it for what it is. There is a valley of dry bones that the Lord is placed before this assembly. And it is time for this church to begin to pray prayers that are prophesying to the dry bones. There needs to be a rising up of prophetic prayer in this house that is declaring my neighborhood's going to be saved. Every lost soul is going to be saved. Every backslider is going to be saved. Every displaced child of God is going to be saved. We need to begin to pray. We need to begin to believe. We need to stop begging God and start speaking things that are not as though they already are. Thank you for singing that last song. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. He hasn't done it. I'm looking, Pastor. Speak it as though it's already come to pass. It's coming to pass. Dry bones shall live. Dry bones shall live. Dry bones shall live. I speak to the dry bones of every backslider. I speak to the dry bones of every cold and dry Christian. Revival, come from the four winds. Come from the north. Come from the south. Come from the east. And come from the west. Come on, it's time we start prophesying into the wind. Son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord, come forth from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slain, and they must live. I dare us to do this. Over the next month, I know not everybody's going to participate. Because some's got to see it before they can believe it. But for those of you that's got faith and will believe it and start walking in that faith, for the next month, every time you catch yourself begging God, I want you to stop begging and questioning. I want you to start declaring it, God, I'm coming to you right now boldly.
That's right. We have access to boldly come before the throne of grace that we may receive help and grace in time of trouble. It's time that the church rises up and begin to declare, God, I'm coming to you boldly today. I'm humbled, but I'm coming boldly. I declare my family's going to be saved. I declare healing for my family, healing for my home, healing for my sons and daughters, healing for my neighborhood, healing for my city. I declare it in the name of the Lord. I speak to the four winds. I speak to Monticello. Dry bones give up. Delphi, dry bones give up. Rusheville, I speak to every dry bone. I speak to Kirkland. I speak to Sheridan. I speak to Whitestown and Zionsville. I speak to every backslider in Lebanon and Thorntown and Dayton and Lafayette and Attica. In Rossville, I prophesy there's going to be a revival. There's going to be a revival. There's going to be a revival. It's coming from the four winds. I declare, get ready, four winds, to give up and give in and give the spoils. I'm done preaching. It's up to you. If you want to begin to prophesy to the dry bones of your house, the dry bones of your family, the dry bones of your home, the dry bones in this community, I'm declaring revival. It's coming. It's coming. It's here. Speak it by faith. Come on, somebody, get a hold of what I preached tonight. Prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy to the wind and declare it. I'm not giving up easy. It's going to happen. I prophesy revival. I prophesy healing. I prophesy restoration. I prophesy that it's going to happen. Not in, not in, the, not in the long future, but in the near future. It's coming to pass. I believe it. God's going to do it. Come on, pray in the Spirit right now. Pray in the Spirit right now. Let the Holy Ghost pray through you right now. Come on, pray in the Spirit right now. Come on, it shall happen. It shall come to pass. In the last days, saith the Lord, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my handmaidens will I pour out, pour out of my spirit. It's coming to pass. We're living in these last days. It's happening. It's coming to pass. My ministry's not dead. It's going to live again. My family's going to be saved. I'm going to be healed. My finances will be blessed. My ministry will be birthed. Come on, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it. Go ahead and get ready for it. Go ahead and begin to praise Him like it's already happened. Begin to worship Him like He's already done it. Hey. Oh. Come on, praise him now. Praise him like he's already done it.
to you tonight. How many of you believe what I preach tonight? I want you to do three things. First off, if you believe what I preached, I want you to notify your face that you believe it. That's the first thing I want you to do. Notify your face. The second thing I want you to do is notify your hands. And the third thing I want you to do is notify your voice. 